Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Nora from Battle Beast. Hi, this is Live Shapers of Primal Fear. This is Lariah Hayes. This is David Reed Watson from Kill Ritual, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. You can't control him, so stop and be ready. Welcome back to the show for another Metal Artist interview. I'm here with metal singer Leather Leone of Leather and other projects. Leather, thank you for joining us on The Great Metal Debate. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Before we get into the new album, which is very exciting, and since this is the first time we've had you on the podcast, if you would, please give us a little insight into your background. Could you tell us, did you grow up in a musical home and how did you first get into music? I grew up in the Catholic Church. I was raised Italian Catholic, and we had a very hip church. And then I got into musical theater again through the church. So I've been singing most of my life, and I always enjoyed what, how I saw people react to it. And then when I went to college outside of New York City, I went to study musical theater. And after a year, it wasn't really doing too much for me and then I started getting into rock bands so I've kind of always been doing it as a as a young child my family isn't musical but there was always music in the home so it's always been a part it's always been in my ears yes they encouraged you to do so they did yes and it's interesting you say that now my mother was always singing to me as a child I'm not quite sure what she was singing but yeah they always encouraged me at what point did you realize you had enough of a gift to sing professionally? Um, probably when I moved to uh, California in the early 80s. I, I knew at that point that I wanted to try to pursue it, but I didn't really know what to do. And I came out to California just because I was bored of hanging out in New York. And and I don't know how old you are, Robert, but back in the day they used to put uh, – posters on telephone signs that's how you used to get band members and i saw one that said somebody was looking for a nail spitter there was a band called rude girl and they were looking for a a female nail spitter so i went and auditioned for them and got in the band so that's when i decided i was really going to try to do it for folks who aren't familiar with your band leather can you give us just a thumbnail sketch of what you're trying to accomplish musically, and maybe contrast that with some of the other acts you've been a part of. Well, I'm trying to do what I've always tried to do. I want to try to do music uh, for a lifetime. I want to play all the time. I want to make music all the time. I want it to be the major point of my life, and I have never really uh, been surrounded by people or had the opportunities to have that happen. So I have now fallen into this family or a tribe of musicians, as I call them, who want the same thing as I do. And I am having opportunities that are arising for me that I wasn't aware that I would be able to get them on my own. So all the powers that be have kind of all flocked together for me right now. And I'm taking definite advantage of it. Things are coming together for you, in other words. Yes, they are, like they never have before. 
I can tell they've come together in your new album. Let's talk about that for a moment. Leather 2 just released. What's been the response so far from fans and critics? It's been really incredible. I know I've been talking about that all day. I mean, I get tears in my eyes even thinking about it. It's been very welcoming, but I'm also very blessed for everything I've done in the past has been very welcoming. But there's a certain sense of real joy and actual surprise, which I don't take offense to. People were not aware that I was going to be able to do anything like this. Uh, Not that it's some new, exciting music. I'm just saying to be able to achieve this. Everybody's really liking the material. It's only been out for three days, so it's it's really, really incredible what's going on about it. To what extent is this album a musical outgrowth of your band's debut album, Shockwaves, which was released back in the late 80s? Oh, my God. This is is nothing to do with that. This is a totally different tribe. Um, When I did Shockwaves, I was still surrounded, uh, gratefully so. I mean, I'm extremely, extremely happy with that, and I was totally blessed to be able to do it. But this is totally stepping out of anything I've ever done. It's a new group of people. It's a new kind of music. It's a totally different family. So I don't even, I don't think of it as an extension whatsoever. Uh, They have nothing to do with each other other than my name. Man, this is very aggressive and raw music. I was a little shocked being familiar with some of your previous work about how aggressive this was. Uh, was, uh-huh. that, was that intentional on your part, or was it just how it turned out? No. You know, a lot of people have said that to me, and I think that hearing you say it to me again, it's just where I'm at right now. I am so hungry to do music, and these guys, my boys from Brazil, as I call them, they have inspired me and it's so, so much, because I've been gone for music a long time, and they have opened up channels for me that are just blowing my mind. So when I got into that studio, I just exploded. So I don't think it was intentional, but that is where I am right now, absolutely. And I wanted to do it raw and unproduced, no layering, no harmonies, none of that crap that I love, but I've been doing. I just wanted it to be raw, and I think that we accomplished that. You absolutely did. That came across completely in the recording. Cool. <laughs> it, every track is just uh, very aggressive and raw and, and energetic. Uh, you mentioned the other musicians, and in addition to yourself, you've assembled quite a heady group contributing to this album. Can you tell me a little bit about the other artists who worked on Leather 2? Yes, they are a band that my management um, had hired to work with me when I had been, I went down there in 214 and then in 216, I actually met these guys with the exception of Damon Ross. I had met him in 2014. Um, They are from totally different backgrounds, which made it really nice. Um, The Vinnie Tex, the guitar player and my major writing partner, totally doesn't even listen to metal. He is more uh, into bluesy, jazzy. He actually listens to a lot of 70s, 80s rock. So that's him. Damon Ross, the other guitar player, is a total Dio Sabbath head like myself. The bass player, Chiago, um, he goes to school for theory. So he uh, also is like a metalhead, but plays all kinds of eclectic music. Jaco Pistorius, he's always talking about. And then there's the drummer, Bradley Durone, who's a total death metalhead. He plays in all these thrash bands. These, I can't even believe the time that he keeps for minutes and minutes on end. So it's this huge, eclectic bunch of guys, and they knew nothing about Chastain or myself, which was just beautiful. 
So there was nothing preconceived. They just heard me sing. And then a couple of them, they'd listen to shockwaves and they're like, okay, let's do this. So they're all very different. And they've all living in Brazil. They've all played different types of Brazilian music. So it, I was bombarded with all these new things. So it was really, really very educational for me. And how important is it as an artist to be confronted by stylistic differences? Are other artists contributing with backgrounds who that, that come musically from different areas? Does that energize you? Is it is it at times a frustration that also maybe sharpens your sword? No, 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 no. It's extremely energizing. Um, of course, I do have the, the final say on everything. But no, no, no. It was very, very energizing for me. Um, again, I've never had that. It's. I think it makes uh, anyone will tell you it makes you a better, better artist if you listen to different things. The track "Give Me a Reason," for example, when I first heard that, Vinnie wrote that, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'm not really sure that I I'm really interested in doing anything like that." But you know, we recorded it, and I couldn't I couldn't turn a blind eye to it. It was incredible. So no, I am wide open to everything always, although the result may not be you know exact but no no it, it just energizes me you can't creativity is creativity i love every aspect of it it strikes me leather that south america and brazil in particular is a real hotbed of metal and music there there's so many great acts coming out of that area like hibria nervosa uh, we've had lyria on the podcast bright storm armadon mm-hmm. i could i go on and on do you have a sense about what it is about that area that has produced so many young and hungry musicians well, you know, they don't have anything else to do. You know, it's a totally different scene than here. It's not like there's shopping malls or there's whatever anybody even does anymore. They, they don't necessarily have a bunch of concerts to go to. So they just sit in their garage, man, and they play. And, of course, Sepultura blew everybody away. So people, I think that was a period of time for them, which, by the way, I love Nervosa. I've met them recently. Love them, love them. Um, so no, I think and it just I think anywhere out of the states it's just more aggressive and more hardcore. It's just like how Ozzy used to talk about Sabbath. It's such an industrial, kind of disgusting working level place that they have nothing else to do. But man, those people rock. The club, the bands that you see in clubs down there, oh my God, they don't mess around. I just think, I don't know, the music is just in them. It's just a down and dirty musical country. It's beautiful. I never want to leave there when I go down there. I love it. Well, that dirtiness certainly rubbed off on the music in this album. It, again, so raw, <laughs> yes. raw and aggressive. If you don't mind, give us an idea. How long had the material on this album been in the works? Kind of a timeline to work up to this recent release. Uh, it, really, not long. Um, I would say, let's see, I got home in May. I would say probably just a matter of. God, I'm so bad with the time, but definitely less than six months, probably three or four months. You know, we've been sitting on it a long time. And then I went down to uh, Rio and recorded it. And then uh, within a month later, Vinny, the guitar player, wanted me to redo the vocals. And then we were going on we were going on the road. So uh, and I redid the vocals again. I'm so bad at the time, but, but we've been sitting on it for, for a while. I would say probably six months from start to finish. That's pretty quick as far as producing an album. You have some uh, artists who may take 12 months or even longer to do so. so there may be right. some benefits. You're, you're really capturing a moment in time when you do it that way. Yeah, and you know what? We don't uh, – time is not – got to go. you got to go. When the doors open, you, you, you have to go and take it. 
and, and we just wanted to go, go, go. And I know someone at my level, there's an opportunity that comes and you have to keep that door open. And again, I had these opportunities, so I just grabbed them. It did all happen very fast. We were all just bumming at the mouth to write material. The band released a lyric video for the song uh, Midnight. What stood out about that track that you'd selected for a video? Um, Lost at Midnight. Um, you know, it was just the song that uh, that Roberto, the, the, our management, wanted to put out. We were actually talking about uh, Lost at Midnight or Hidden in the Dark, and I was kind of going toward Hidden in the Dark, but he, it was his decision. He thought it was a good song. I think it's the favorite song of the bands in general, and I think he was right. He just thought it. they fell in love with the chorus as soon as I sent them the band favorite, and I think it's a good, solid song for us. I agree. It, it, it's a really solid song. I think representative of the album, but Headbangers, there are even heavier tracks to listen to on this album. I, I guess, you know, and hanging out with all these death metal people. Following the album's release, what are the band's plans for 2018? I understand you have some North American tour plans on tap? Yes, yes, yes. I actually just found that out myself. We're going to go out with Grim Reaper. Uh, the first show is the end of September, and I know they're really trying to keep us out for a couple months, so I'm so freaking excited. North America, I know we're even... Um, talking to, for some Canadian dates. And then we are uh, hoping to go to Europe after that. So we just want to tour. We just want to tour, tour, tour. We want to play till we can't play anymore. Well, that's exciting. Grim Reaper's uh, an awesome band. Excited to see that. Uh, would love to see you guys with them. You've had a lot of experience touring. Do you enjoy generally getting out on the road? Oh, God, I love it. I love living out of the suitcase. I love the uncertainty of where I am. I love, hello, Cleveland. Yeah, um, it, it's it's not a very glamorous life. I love it, you know, that hour that I have on stage and I can communicate with people. And, again, I just love these guys so much. We have so much fun, and we just laugh and play. Yeah, I, I never wanted to stop touring. I, I could do it for the rest of my life. That's very exciting. No fans will be. Uh, loving this album and looking forward to seeing you all perform some of these tracks live. Finally, Leather, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from you, including the new album, Leather 2? Well, you can go right to the Dive Bomb Records um, site, and I have everything on my page, and so does the Leather Leone Band. You can go to High Roller, which is out of Europe, and all the typical music sites, CD Babies, iTunes, Spotify, it's all there. It's everywhere where you would buy a record. I still call it a record. Isn't that funny? That's fine. Uh, <laughs> on our podcast, my co-host Brian is the retro metal guy. He loves your album. I'm the more modern metal guy, but I, I love your album too. I think it's amazing. And I would I would say to fans of more modern metal, check this out. This is really good stuff, well-crafted, and again, lots of energy and aggression. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get some new people on board because... You know, we just have so much fun on stage. People will really enjoy it. So come see us and check out the record. It's much appreciated.